Hang on to your seats, everybody. It's time for Just Push Go, a podcast by and about small business owners. Trina and Sarah Turrell explore life, challenges, and the adventures of entrepreneurship, all with a side of super sister energy. Hello, everybody. We are back for episode seven of Just Push Go. Yeah, I am here with my usual co-host, Trina Turl. Trina, seven, it's like we're in heaven. Howdy-do, everyone. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yes. We have a really awesome episode. We are joined by an incredible guest. Yes. Her name is Sophia Ruffalo, and she runs an organization and a community called Fembot. Welcome, Sophia. Welcome. Hello, hello. (laughs) We're so happy that you're here. Sorry. (laughs) We we do our best to not giggle. We just can't help ourselves. We're so so excited. So for anyone listening... Sophia, again, is the owner of Fembot, which is a women-owned social impact business accelerator, community, and an education hub for women entrepreneurs facing unique challenges in the marketplace, from lack of support and meaningful networks to resources and funding. Fembot is a space for women business owners who want access to a community of like-minded women, skill-building, business and funding education, one-on-one mentorship from impactful business experts, to accelerate their business growth and quality networking that creates real-time connections and B2B transactions. Sophia, that is a lot. I'm impressed. <laughs> Listening to you, it sounded like a lot. We need to scale back. <laughs> Heck no, scale up. That's, I mean, way to be. We're Celebrate that. That's yeah. what a great community. I love, I love being part of it so much. It's a very warm community. It's exciting. It's exciting. You know, the the women of Thumbot, it's all about support. And so when you get supported, you're able to create all that magic that that was a, a mouthful, but it really is seamless in practice. And how many chapters do you have, Sophia? So, interestingly, we have now that we're virtual, we're pretty much global with uh, all over the U.S. and Canada and then in the U.K. But our footprint when we were in person was predominantly the GTA, the Chicagoland area and Tel Aviv and then London. And so now we have wow. to expand. Yeah. That's incredible. We should note, too, for anyone wondering what that rumble is behind, uh, Sophia apparently is living on a racetrack today. <laughs> just today. <laughs> just just today, just now. So uh, if you're, you know, turn down the bass on your noise, unless you want to listen to a muscle car drive up and down her street. <laughs> but you know what? They got a new old car and they're happy about it. <laughs> they want everyone happy with them. And you know what? We're working this year on celebrating more things. So let's we'll celebrate with them. Hopefully they'll get tired <laughs> exactly. of it. Exactly. <laughs> International Women's Month. 
a woman yeah. I hope it's a woman driving the car, but I know <laughs> it is. <laughs> right. Hey, it might be. It might be. I. How many motorcycles do I have? Like I'm. I. I totally get women and and vehicles. I don't understand cars. There's too many wheels on them, but I know lots of women who love machinery and engines. Two of our board board members are motorcycle drivers. Oh, that's incredible. I'm not one of them. Sophia, which city did you start Fembot in? Toronto. So, yes, really? yes, yes. And I know you're not supposed to pronounce the second T, but. <laughs> I Did we say the second I, T? Toronto? I think I, think I do. Toronto. I don't know. We're not from Toronto. We grew up in Northern Ontario, so we may not say it the same way that Toronto people there say it. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, yeah well, I started, we started somebody in Toronto um, in 2018 with a, a vision and a dream. And it was, it was a great, great, great place to start. So many women entrepreneurs and so much excitement investment from the government in into women-owned businesses more in the tech space but just seeing that commitment um it it is just wonderful to watch it flourish and and blossom and what made you decide to start it what what was kind of the origin of you getting going you know I, there's a, I always um, stumble on this question because there's a hundred reasons, but part of it was having been in, in big law and financial services, male dominated industries and seeing the unique challenges that women faced. It's not unlike the entrepreneurship challenges, the support the networks, you just don't have as many of them. And we talk a lot about diversity and I wanted to change it from talking the talk to walking the walk and getting more dollars in the hands of women. Wow. So did you, were you an entrepreneur when you came to Toronto or did that change after you started FEMBA? FEMBA was a passion and a passion project hobby side product project turned side hustle turned business for whatever reason today I can't pronounce the word turned (laughs) it's the rumble of the muscle car behind you it throws everything off that's what it was I said it right and then there was a rumble (laughs) Well, I really like, I noticed one of the phrases you use is instead of waiting for someone to hand you a CEO title, you created your own. So I think that's sort of a great, a great thing where you're just like, I'm doing this and forging forward. And I love that. You know what, if you wait for people to do things for you, you'll be, you'll be waiting a long time. (laughs) Especially as women, you know, I think about the, the, when just be even being in in law for for almost 20 years and i saw and my friends who became partners like 
they got every one of their clients. They didn't inherit clients in the same way and relationships and networks in the same way that men did. And a lot of that has to do with the history. I read today that women have only been able to open bank accounts without their spouses for, for 55 years. Like that's shocking to me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's within our parents' lifetime. That's infuriating <laughs> for me. Yeah. I have other words that I wouldn't say on air. <laughs> I start with a B and an S. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is quite, quite surprising. And so, you know, we didn't have the golf course relationships. We didn't have the business relationships, our grandparents, our grandmothers, you know, historically, even if they were earning and, and working, oftentimes our role model grandmothers may have been working with or for their husbands. And and as as my grandmother, who was a pioneer in a lot of ways, and, and she did work, but she worked for my grandfather. Um, and and so we really didn't see and that, that we don't have those longstanding, I've been working with this person for generations and generations. We're building that ourselves yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's really interesting that we feel like we've come so far, but it hasn't, we haven't gone that far really. And it's been such a short time. It's, it's really the time factor of it because we have come a long way. Of course, there's tons and tons of, of work we have to do. And that's why Fembot exists and, and is embraced um, for, for what we're being able to accomplish. But that, that longevity just doesn't exist for us. And we're either, first or second generations in, in, in our families creating that pathway for our next generations. Well, people like you and Trina, you guys are setting, I know Trina, you're setting great examples for your girls of how, what it looks like to, to have a dream and chase it. Oh, thanks, Bear. I think that's, uh, I think that's huge for them to see. Well, so one day I was, I don't remember what I was doing, but I think I was just working It was in the last year and uh, I decided I was going to do something. And I like went running out in the living room where they were playing. I'm like, I'm going to be a CEO. And, <laughs> and they look so shocked and they're like, what's that mom? I'm like, I'm going to be in charge of like a company and a business. And, and I'm like, you guys can do it too. And they were all like so excited to be able to follow in my footsteps that way and they're already thinking of ways that they can have their own business so um i think like this generation of women is going to be such a powerful example for the kids who are coming behind us and they're part of you That's... and your business already i can tell seeing the photos <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they like to help out when possible. <laughs> well, and they're so cute. How can you not share them with the world? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're a big part of um, why I do a lot of what I do. So, um, and I want them to know how to build a strong community of 
other women as well. And I feel like that wasn't, you know, I re- like when you think about the eighties, um, what it was like then versus now and sort of like the way, you know, I don't, maybe it's just because I'm in so many women entrepreneur groups, but the way we're supporting each other and everything, it feels really revolutionary now. It, it, it really does. It, you know, and the beauty of being part of the women entrepreneur groups is you can have your kids pop into the zoom or have that, have them in the background and like, it is expected that you do not apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like it seems to we seem to be shifting a lot from competition and tearing down to collaboration and lifting up. And, you know, if I'm not the right person for you, because I'm in these groups, I know who may be. And I'm really loving seeing people foster that because we rising tide lifts all boats. It, it really, it, it really does. And, you know, it's interesting because I've, I think about this collaboration over competition uh, conversation a lot. And I have to say that, you know, I think there's always been that team collaboration. Uh, it takes a village stronger together mentality it's just that a lot of people like to show the competitive, like other side that exists in some women, probably not in most of Mm -hmm. us. Um, And I think that's actually been used as a a tool to hold women back. And so the more we're able to role model the behavior that we know is actually the case in almost all women and show that it's really a minority of women, much like it's a minority of men who behave inappropriately. I will consider it inappropriately like that. Um, it, it, that, yeah. that's, that's what we're able to showcase today that is making a huge difference. Um, so Kind of jumping off from that, um, what does community mean to you, Sophia? Oh, that's a, that's a, <laughs> a big, audacious, hairy question of so much. But, you know, it, 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 means, it, it means support. It means advice. It means networks. It means resources. To, to boil the ocean, which are four of our essential pillars at Fembot. And then I would add mentorship. I don't think people don't think of um, community as mentorship, but there's a lot of peer mentorship in community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even though it's a big, hairy question, I, think that I-, I, I, I boiled the ocean <laughs> for us. Yeah, you just you distilled it. <laughs> it, it. It's what you know. It, when I think about Femba, I think about community, and I think about it in these foundational frameworks and pillars, where women are actively supporting, actively making introductions, actively making referrals. Business is actively happening, and there's. St- strategic guidance and advice that is that is actively happening in in every one of the 
the activities that we host. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. because not only do we want to have connections, but at the end of the day, we're in business because we need to have business. Um, and so that, you know, being able to combine the two together and have support and mentorship and that feeling of community with business actually happening is, is the perfect combination. And it, it's what's, uh, and I appreciate that, that sentiment because I wholeheartedly agree. And I think about, uh, a statement that I'm going to pull and, and put a twist to it. So when people are going out for funding, there's a very, very famous phrase that says, if you go, if you ask for money, you'll get advice. If you ask for advice, you'll get money. And I shift that to community. And a lot of times people join because they want more business. If you ask for business, you'll get support if you ask for support you'll get business like that. I, like that. I just came yeah. up with that i did did you <laughs> write it down write it down <laughs> don't let it be one of those things where like an hour later you're like i said something brilliant what was it <laughs> yes. luckily we recorded it you had you, the, the show notes is, that's the headline <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm at that age where I often will be like, or I'll, I'll be in the shower and I'll think of like a brilliant blog post and I'll be like, I know how to frame my business perfectly. And then by the time I get out of the shower and I've dried off, <laughs> it's gone. Oh, no. And I'm just like, oh no, I was a genius yeah. 10 minutes We're ago. We're always geniuses in our dreams and in the shower. Yeah. 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 I get I my know- best ideas there. I know a lot of people keep a notepad next to their bed so they can wake up, scribble things down. And I've fall done back that. Asleep. I can't read it. It's a lot. <laughs> I still convince myself I'll remember it in the morning and then I don't. Uh, Sarah, I'm going to get you some waterproof paper for your Christmas present. Oh, well, I, I could probably just take a dry erase marker and write things down in the shower. Couldn't I? It would wash off. But if I wrote it in the like the end where the water doesn't really hit, I guess so. this is a patentable, hmm. a patentable uh, business. Yeah, you know, shower. Yeah, shower. I need notes. to go have a. I need to go have a shower so I can think <laughs> this one through. Yeah, something there. <laughs> so, Sophia, you talked a lot about funding, um, and how that's that's a big part of what drove you to create FanBot and that's a big part of what you do. I, I think for me, I, I have a business with relatively low capital needed, so I haven't really delved into the funding world, but um, I don't even know where I'm going with the question, but I guess, I guess sort of, I'm curious what sort of funding is even available? Like how do you go about even deciding if, funding something that you need and where do you look and that's it, probably it really a is question. a question we got community who's big no this one this one's vast vast ocean i i mean two things number one is join funbot because that's a great way to learn about it um the other is we talk about funding in two ways one is funding from client dollars and the other is funding from non-client dollars so, uh, and that can be grants loans um 
investor dollars, a, a variety of, of different ways, friends and family money. And, and the, when you think about the dollars you need, it, sometimes it's just, a, it's, it, and I don't mean to say just, but it's just a loan. And actually uh, it, on March 11th, it, we are doing a workshop on how you ask for a loan as a business owner and what, what documents you need and when you should go and, and get lending because maybe it's just getting that cash flow to be working in your favor because business is cyclical mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe your, your heavy business months are, can carry you through and, and then you need a little bit of a bridge until the next cycle hits and things like that to, to, to get through, through the month. And so sometimes it's a matter of that. Sometimes it's grants from the government for special projects. And you, you may not have a, you may be working on a, a project that's going to support a community or, or a pandemic hits. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> and, and these rare, <laughs> very impactful <laughs> situations where the government has a, has a societal interest in carrying you through to, to the, you know, to the end of a crisis to bridge you through that gap. So there's lots of reasons that there might be funds out there outside of the traditional, like capitalization of, of business so that you can grow 20 times revenue, your revenue 20 times year over year. Um, and, and sometimes it's just a matter of understanding those distinctions. And we spend a lot of time actually talking to women about, you know, a woman will say, I quit my job so that I could start a business because I couldn't take it anymore at my job. And I need, I need to find um, investor dollars and grants that that is you have now <laughs> put yourself in a terrible <laughs> position don't do that <laughs> well I think the interesting thing is that as hard as it is to know how to frame the question it's like not knowing where to begin not knowing where to begin with asking do I need it and not knowing where to begin to where to look for it or what to pull together. So I think that's amazing that your community takes sort of that big. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling terrified just over here. (laughs) That's And so it's sometimes it's just a matter of having that conversation with somebody and then my eyes get really big and I'm like, please tell me you haven't already done that. You haven't already quit your job because you've got to have something greater than that. And it could be look at the governmental priorities and see the government has funding to invest in in the indigenous communities and and economic development and things like that. In, is there any way that that your business could 
could um, fall into that grouping. So there are lots of ways to to get funding. Funding is not easy to get. And <laughs> so, as we know, it's just as hard as getting clients. <laughs> ugly, awkward question. And I love that you, you have, a you know, the philosophy of here's how to even start. Because I think people think of funding and just think, I, I don't know where to begin. So I just don't. I just think of Dragon's Den. And I was like, yeah. that looks really stressful. Yeah. Is that the only way to get money for my business is to appear on television? Yeah. And put a little skit together. Like, yeah, this, the whole idea of where do I even start is just so daunting. So to have a community of mentors and, and people with knowledge is, yeah. is so helpful. Uh, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm honored to, to be able to be that person and, you know, on the flip side of it, there are people who think that money, you just shake a tree and money falls off it because of the dragon dents of the world and the shark tanks. And um, and it's dispelling that myth. So it's half of it is, um, there's three parts. One is dispelling the myth that money just comes if you ask for it. Um, the other is, don't just take money from people because they offer it to you because there's lots of bad bad things that can happen, including the securities regulators not loving what you've done because you might may have given them equity in, in your business. And I had a third, but I'm not in the shower, so I've forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that, is this like an aspect of business that women particularly struggle you with? You know, I think that women, so when we go back to thinking about where where women are in the world, I think everybody struggles with the funding part of it. But the role models yeah. for okay. women um, are not as prevalent. And so you just don't have as many people who know about it. And so we have to do extra education on it um, because women um, haven't been getting loans for businesses in the in the volumes and and historically and let's take beyond a few years or 10 years right like it just the trajectory is different um and grants and funding and investor dollars there's also an element uh that i think often women will strive for for perfection and it's and so by the time your business is perfect their their male counterparts may have gotten the funding. Um, uh, yeah, that's a good reminder to not wait until you're 100% yeah. ready before starting. They've done studies on that with job interviews or like job descriptions where they say men will look at a list of 12 sort of characteristics and go, oh, hey, sweet, I meet three, I'm going to apply. And women will go, oh, no, I only meet eight. I, I better not. You're right. We have that feeling that we have to be perfect before and we go out there. it's interesting because I've been the person who applies because I have three characteristics about me. <laughs> Didn't get those jobs, but still applied. And the thing is, is it's about also getting, being able to have that support network and advisors and mentors out there who can tell you which of the three things will get you the job and which of the other nine are unnecessary 
And I think that is the deficit as opposed to um, the three things. As somebody who um, does go out and ask for things when I (laughs) have three qualities, I'm like, I don't know. I'm throwing spaghetti at a wall and I'm going to see if it sticks. (laughs) But it's oftentimes been the wrong three things. Good for you. I guess, yeah. We got to get used to, you know, if it didn't work, we just pick ourselves up and try the next one. Exactly. And you never know where opportunity is going to come or from whom. I I randomly um, had told somebody about a grant um, because their newsletter came to me that day. And I said, oh, hey, you know what? There's this grant short timing but but you have a couple of days to apply for it and they got the grant you just never know when it's right yeah (laughs) all i did was flip flip the information over to them and um and so it's the human connection the networks the resources and that that's where we don't have as much of that, especially not on the money side. Now, um, now I, f- I feel empowered now right? to go out and find some funding. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, just start. Yeah. If you were doing a project that you were going to um, employ certain people in certain communities and, and, um, you know, Northern Ontario, for example, is a region. And I think you said Northern Ontario is. Uh, so yeah, we're from like, there. economic development in Northern Ontario is very important to Ontario. And so I would say, yeah, take a look at, at whether there's some opportunities there. Yeah, maybe it's expansion to Northern Ontario. Maybe it just means living up there in the summer by the lake. I think I could manage that. Especially if you were employing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who who could I employ at right. that? Well, now the wheels are These turning. These are the kinds of things, <laughs> though, that, like, when you think about money, it's about also knowing who to who to talk to. Now, if somebody can write my grant applications for me, I would love that because that isn't my superpower. And another superpower I do not have is being a great um, uh, video person. I don't love putting videos together. And those are two elements that are very, very important to getting grants. And so it's also knowing when to ask for help because it may not be your superpower. Yeah. I think that knowing when to ask for help because something isn't your superpower is a powerful statement. It's where all... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> so, Sophia. No, I was going to say, and, to and you know, Trina knows this one well because I say it every time. We're all experts in the things we're experts in, and we all need help in a lot of other areas. And it's really about knowing when to ask for help, and that's been something that's been uh, a really where I've focused my energy in the last year is asking for the help that I need. That's a great point. I just made a list this morning about three, four people I need to ask for help from. 
because I want to start scaling my business. And I was like, this is the stuff I can't do myself. I need help with it. So and, and the yeah, absolutely. Of that is also yeah, trying the- to not always have to pay for everything that you have to scale. So um, some of it paid for, but some of it, I know my superpower is I, I lack a superpower in a particular thing that I need that costs $10,000. I'm not going to spend $10,000 for it because I don't have the $10,000 to spend right now. So it's a, it's a part of it is mm-hmm. that too, right? Yeah. Now I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I hope people listening have their wheels turning too, because I'm like, oh, like I want to get an app built for my business. And that can cost like $60,000 plus. But if I can get funding for that, that would be amazing. My advice on this, the app is like a lot of the grants out there, like loans maybe, but because you might be able to show growth, business growth and investor dollars, probably less likely. But grant money is typically devoted to a project. Okay. Or get that get that app creator employ someone in northern ontario find a northern ontario business there's where you there's your marrying yeah. of all there are also um there's and i can't remember the name of it but there is an app um a, a place where you can build apps easily it's it's sort of like the the square spaces of the app world where you templates to create them. Oh, cool. I can't tell you what they are because what it is because I've forgotten, but no, it's uh, a starting place to start. But looking. this is the p- beauty of community. Just having the conversation of, I think I need an app. I think I know where a place where you can get an app and just yeah. the conversations and how that just sort of builds into other things is what makes community so fantastic. So, Sophia, what's your favorite thing about FemBot? I didn't even have to think. It's the people. It's the stories. It's hearing about, you know, a a woman who can keep her travel business going because she got an investor thanks to, like, learning what, what we, you know, some of the teachings we have. It's the story of a woman who, um, who set a goal thanks to our masterminds to to get five clients a month and met it and and it was a manageable goal and setting setting what she needed to set up to be able to do that and and the creativity seeing the products that people build and the cool stuff like just the cool stuff (laughs) Yeah, it's <laughs> really like cool one of the women, and um, <laughs> you may know her, uh, Trina, but Alora from Sam and Lance, and you know, like every time I use a product I bought from her, because she she does boxes of um, those get the gift boxes of all sustainable products and sustainable mm-hmm. packaging. Because if you've ever noticed, you can buy sustainable products and they come in unsustainable packaging. Yeah. <laughs> I just got pepper seeds that came in a plastic uh, seed package. I'm like, why are these not in a regular paper? I, that's exactly it. And it has you like bananas. Yeah. Cause you're thinking, well, I can't recycle this. I can't comp- compost it. It, it just it, it, the things that drive you bananas. 
but you know, I bought my makeup remover, like reusable, um, makeup remover, washable makeup remover pads from her. And now every day I think of her, right? (laughs) So that's my favorite part. (laughs) So if that's your favorite thing, Sophia, what Uh, what do you want your legacy to be? I want to see women running their own companies, employing people because one of the things, so I want, I want to have been someone who helped the next Airbnb, the next woman who creates the Airbnb of the future, the Amazon of the future. Um, And the, the reason for that is you know, a lot of women start a lot of businesses and there's a lot of statistics out there today about, you know, the percentage of, of women starting businesses and, and rising. The issue is that when you get to the over $50,000, $100,000, dollars mark, those numbers drop off significantly. When you get to the 10, 25, 50 employees, those numbers drop significantly. So I want my legacy to be that the number of women starting businesses that reach those levels significantly increases. Oh, I like that. You can see it. You can see it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm just kind of like, I'm thinking like, I want that for my kids. You know, I want them to be able to see women doing that. So uh, yeah, that's that. I got a little shivery. It's an exciting, it's an exciting <laughs> prospect to think about. You know, women um, creating things that themselves leave legacies for their families too. My kids <laughs> both want to be photographers. So you've already got um, a photography so- agency. Now. An empire, Trina. No, no agency. Trina's got a photography empire. They're going to get their friends in it, and it's going to be huge. (laughs) Yeah, there'll be no more Getty images. There'll be Cleo and Fox. That's right. We're taking over. A vampire. Empire. A vampire. And it'll all be... That's that's see my legacy in action. Yeah, that's right. Um, how are you celebrating it, International Women's I Day? I love International Women's Day because I don't have to be the one to champion why why celebrating women is important. Uh, and so I love to attend other people's events and showcase other people's events. Oh. And somebody described it to me once as the the Christmas for women. <laughs> <laughs> what? No one just from the busyness factor of it um and and so for for me my celebration will be celebrating the women in our community who are who are doing and showcasing um international women's day events which i like to call international women's week and international women's month <laughs> Exactly. Celebrating your birthday extra long. Maybe it's because I don't like to compete. Or maybe because actually it's because I 
don't need to do the things that are already being done. I have to do the stuff no one else is doing. There, well, and I, it's nice to absorb sometimes yeah. too, and just listen yeah. to what others have to say. Yeah. I, I, I try to close the gaps. And so the, the International Women's Day, fortunately, there are a lot of people celebrating women on that day. I try to go to things by women for women uh, on International Women's Day. But mm-hmm. I mean, and every day, but specifically on International Women's Day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sophia, for sharing your uh, and feelings and experience on community and community for female entrepreneurs. It's been really delightful having this conversation. Oh, wait, I have one oh. last thing. Oh, oh, Trina's coming in with the gotcha. Uh, what's your worst quality? And also, <laughs> what's the best pizza in Chicago? <laughs> it's my pizza eating. That's my worst quality. You know? <laughs> Question one, what's my worst quality? So I recently read this in a book. It's my triceps. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> a bizarre response. <laughs> um, and my favorite pizza, I have to say, I can't eat any dairy or carbs. And I know. It's it's devastating. Oh, no. And so I never liked pizza. Like I liked the taste of it for about a minute. And then I was like, something isn't right here. <laughs> and so, but I would say that my favorite when I did eat pizza was um, uh, Giordano's. Interesting. I have to make a note about that. I have to make a note on that. We, yeah. we have friends in Chicago. Yeah, the pizza okay. tour and their favorite okay. was Paisano's. What we need to do, though, is do the pizza tour, Trina. Absolutely. We have to do the pizza tour. Yeah. And we're planning our trip to Chicago, even though we can't cross the Perfect. Already. Yeah, we're planning Perfect. 2022 That's, already. Uh, I'm, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> do a Just Push Go road trip. We'll have our first, our first symposium. This is, will be this is what Chicago. I like to hear. I'm in. Yeah. Perfect. In the haunted hotel downtown. Oh, no, that was too creepy. I don't want to go back there. <laughs> I want to go back there. Okay. oh we're we're losing our crowd now treen all right thank you so much sophia it was so great to Uh, it is a pleasure and now i know so much more about you so it might make me talk more i will i'll have much more to talk uh, uh, even more to talk about not photography and now i've got fembot fomo so i'm gonna have to do, I've been, ah, I've been well, we are welcoming you with open arms. Yay! For oh, having me. Thank you this so much, Sophia. Really thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hey. It's time for the outro. Thank you very much.